This episode is sponsored by The Second City. Love comedy and filmmaking? Then the Harold Ramis Film School's year-long program at The Second City is for you. Visit RamisFilmSchool.com for more info. For my son! Hail, all father, and well met. Well met indeed. Come with me. I've been gifted this day by your brother Loki. A gift card. A gift card? This sounds suspiciously mortal. It is indeed. Come with me to Midgard, where we shall travel to a place called Starbooks. We are descending from our place in the heavens to go to a place named Starbucks? Your brother tells me they have the finest hot beverages available, and we needn't pay. What? What magicry is this? This card! It is like a writ from my own hand. Well, we shall see if this powerful artifact of wealth truly works. Come, let us across the Bifrost. Heimdall! What? Our journey takes us to Starbucks! Does not want anything! Oh god. We shall bring him something anyway. It will warm his heart. <laughs> With the limitless treasure we hold, son, we shall bring Heimdall something. What is that awful, keening wail I'm hearing? The humans call her Nora Jones. It's immortal? Yes. What what would the opposite of gifted by the gods be? From henceforth it shall be Nora Jones. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Starbucks. What can I get started for you? <laughs> yes! You are indeed eager to make our beverage. I shall have a pumpkin spiced latte! No, father! Hold! What is the meaning of this, Thor? Your brother Loki recommended it as the finest of beverages. Father, I smell some trickery afoot. I'm afeard Loki does not have thy best interest at heart. For the pumpkin spiced latte is a drink for the womanly. Loki! So, so is that a, is that a no on the pumpkin spice latte? Hold oh. your tongue, barkeep! It's not a bar. It's not a bar. Odin, the ruler of Asgard, demands a caramel macchiato avente. Oh, okay. I'll get that started for you. And, uh, and, and your friend, your friend? I am Thor Odin's son, prince of Asgard, and the keeper of Mjolnir, the foe smiter. Oh, okay. Would you like, uh, would you like us to get something started for you, sir? Yes. Yes, I would. Um... I would like to drink, um, what sounds good to Thor? Let's see. Um, Thor, thou art holding up the line. Then they shall hold. Um, tell me, barkeep. It's not a bar. Is the peppermint mocha any good? Uh, yeah, yeah. Then I shall have one! All right, and, um, what what size would you like? Um, 
of Aventi is the largest we have. Yes. I, I assume you'll want the largest we have. You seem like a guy who just gets the biggest thing that everybody has. What art thou trying to say? You're like six and a half feet tall. I mean, I assume that's just how much you'd want. Am I not fit and trim enough? Okay, sorry, sir. Uh, what, what size would you like? Do not assume anything about Thor Odinson. Okay, all right. Give me the Vinti. And and what's what's the name on the order? Mine is Lord Odin, master of Asgard, keeper of the seven planes, defender of the treasures of Tirasniel. Or you could just put all father, one-eyed. Uh, yes. Okay. I believe you know mine to be Thor. Thor, Thor Odin's son. Correct. Okay, we'll have those uh, right up for you. Uh, that'll be. 1286? Father, 1286 for two drinks? This is robbery! Never you mind. The card shall pay for all. Behold! A gift card for payment. All right, and that will take care of the card, and we just, uh, the remaining balance is $2.86. Loki! You tell me that this card is not enough to cover two beverages. I I don't have my wallet. Oh, Thor, pay him. Here, take take these three gold coins that I got from the underground lair of Laufey, king of the frost giants. They they may be cursed. I I I can't say what I I have not had it. The suit said for it. I just uh, you know that's oh oh okay. Your drinks will be up in just a moment if you just want to wait over there. Don't know why I... Damn it! She got you. <laughs> she is a son. Vente Caramel Macchiato, Owen. Owen? Sir? Father, father, I believe this mortal is speaking to you. <laughs> I have been listening. Do not answer to the name Owen. Sir, sir, excuse me, sir, you with the spear? Did, did, you, have a, did you have a venti caramel macchiato? I did. Fine. Father, that's yours. And they wrote Owen. <laughs> Thou shalt never live this down, father. <laughs> Damn you, Loki. And uh, vente, vente peppermint mocha. Orb tur- Turtleman? Sir? Sir? Are you Orb Turtleman? I am not this Orb Turtleman. <laughs> Wait! <laughs> no! They got you too! <laughs> it's even worse than yours, Father! <laughs> Take your beverage and let's return. Yes, please. I believe I've had my feel of these mortals today. This caramel macchiato is exquisite. Ah, ah, ooh. <laughs> Not too fast, son. But my tongue, Loki! Oh, hold! We forgot about Heimdall's drink. I'm not going back. Hail, everyone, and well met. <laughs> Merry Christmas. From Odin. <laughs> you know, old Christmas you know, Odin. Odin. Your old pal Odin. 
Oh, I am I am David, not Thor Flora. I am Odin and Dave Stecco. Oh. I can be oh. I can be both. I can be your hero perm. Welcome to Blurry Photos. Yeah. The 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 Odin Havenist podcast in the internet. Every episode I want to be the rootinest, tootinest, shootinest. The Norsest. <laughs> the Norse most. The Norse most. Norse. 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 Nice. <laughs> oh, how are you guys doing? Well, one yeah. can hope. How how is the weather treating you in those parts where the weather is good or bad? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I loves me some winter. It has been snowing, it's been cold, I've been kicking it. Yep. It's been nice. Don't don't care for the shoveling too much. Yeah. Cuz I'm always a, a a too soon shoveler. I shovel and then it still snows a little yeah. and then it gets icy. Stupidly shoveling, but um I think after this episode, I think you'll have a way to inform yourself if you ever wanted to, uh, you know, try something stupid like that. That's and, true. Uh, you know, you can see what your outcomes would be. Just uh, pick up uh, a few of these runes. Yes. Runes, my dear boy. That's right. Yeah, let's let's talk about some, some Viking runes and shit. Old Viking dudes. <laughs> this was a long time coming for me. I, I had a book uh, about it that I grabbed. I What I like to do is go to used book sales and then grab a bunch of books of stuff. I'm like, oh, one day I'll see if I'll learn about that. Right. And, and uh, yeah, this was in one of those piles and I was like, yeah, let's let's do this one. Today's that day. Today's the day. And it uh, it's pretty interesting because my conception of what runes were was pretty far off, I think, of what they um, ended up being once I did the research for it. I don't know if you had a a similar experience or not, but I think there will be a few cool points to bring up here. And then, of course, you know, got me a bag. Oh, you got a satchel of runes, son. Got a a rune bag. So, So, Dave, what if you could get an answer to a question that's been bugging you about life, career, Love, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. all the all the big shots. <laughs> Simply by asking the ether and consulting stones with strange symbols carved in them. Well, I've been consulting them for my income for some time. I call it shooting dice. Oh, what if these symbols, if interpreted correctly, uh, showed you the possible paths your decisions could take you on? Hmm? Mm, I'm listening. What if these stones didn't have to be stones at all, but could be wood, gems, metal, or bone? Bone. It has to be bone. If you're not, if your runes aren't made of bones, f*** off. <laughs> Get serious. Bo- bone or GTFO. <laughs> yeah, no s***. Your runes have to, well. or, or like really badass stones. I'll accept yeah. stone runes, but... Wood, come on, man. Commit. Come on, man. Well, such is the power purported to lie in runes, an ancient system of divining through symbols carved on objects and interpreted when cast. Now, as we've seen with most divinatory methods, the older it is and the more mysterious in origin, the more mystical it's claimed to be. Yes, mystical. <laughs> While not the oldest, runes have definitely been around a while, and their origins are debated to this day. 
So we'll be taking a look at the history of runes, how it's supposed did, to work. Did you know that, that we were going to have a portion that was devoted to the history of the thing? Thought I'd throw it in there. <laughs> and, Let's try it. Let's see if it works. If we like it, we'll keep it. <laughs> and maybe, just maybe, we'll try our hand at it. For fun. What? Maybe a shiggle or two. Yeah, I'm going to be casting my runes, which is just a bunch of Dungeons and Dragons dice. But <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be super great. So we'll we'll just go on and get into the history because uh, you know we'll try it. We'll see if it works. I think what everybody's going to be already pissing themselves about is yeah. <laughs> what do the runes say for us, Dave? Mm-hmm. So let's yeah, get to it. Yeah, if you guys like that, we're doing a section on history. Write in, and we'll try doing it more <laughs> often. Why can't, why why do I keep hitting the same dumb joke over and over? I don't know because I'm, pu- I'm punishing it. <laughs> <laughs> now, as mentioned, and to get this out of the way. No one knows where runes or the runic alphabet in its present form came from. There are a number of theories, and archaeologists have had to piece together those theories from comparisons between cultures and their systems of writing. They also have artifacts and objects with runes carved on them to indicate approximately when and where runes were used. There are problems, though. Uh, The alphabet used is somewhat of a mixture of other alphabets. Early items used for casting were organic, like wood, and part of the casting rituals probably involved burning the runes after use. That's wasteful. It's it's ritual. <laughs> uh, not to mention wooden objects decompose over time. Durr. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, that. But you want you want like some good old rotten runes, you know? That they've got a lot of tosses in them, you know. Mm. A lot of emotional energy in there. <laughs> you want some rune rot going. <laughs> and the uh, the earliest forms of rune- runic magic involved oral knowledge and were not written down. <laughs> that did not help preserve the origins of them. But right, the name most likely comes from the Germanic root rune, R-U-N. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good leader. Sounds like a front runner. Yeah. Uh, Gothic runa. Uh, meaning secret or whisper. Now, there are many roots of rune in many languages, and each means something different. Some of them are, are kind of along that like secret or mystery path, and some of them just don't, don't mean that at all. So, Yeah, uh, yeah uh, and which is really important to say because everyone who has studied one particular branch will then be like, uh, actually? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so all of you people stymied, shut it, <laughs> shut down already. But the development of this alphabet seems to be centered in early Europe with the Germanic peoples of the uh, early first century CE, including the Swedish, Norwegian, Danish, and German peoples. Nice. No Gauls allowed. Got Goths are okay. <laughs> Why not? And now I'll tell you what, I'll even allow a few Visigoths. Not as good <laughs> as Goths, but they try. <laughs> now the runic alphabets are known as <clears throat> Futharks. <laughs> it's a great name. or Futharks, uh, after the first six runes in each, which are Fehu Uruz, Thurasaz, Anusaz, Redho, and Quanan. Kaunan? Kaunan? Uh, hey man. Sorry. Sure. Sorry. Yep. Bebop, and it's word jazz. <laughs> uh, there are three principal Futharks, 
which the 24-character Elder Futhark, which is the Teutonic one, German, the first fully formed runic alphabet, uh, whose development had begun by the first century common era and had been completed before the year 400. Then there's the 16-character Younger Futhark, which is Scandinavian, which began to diverge from the Elder Futhark around the beginning of the Viking Age, ballpark it, 750 CE, and eventually replaced the older alphabet in Scandinavia. And then that brings us around to the 33-character filthy fest of the Anglo-Saxon Futhark, which gradually altered and added to the Elder Futhark in England. Oh, man, what a filthy Futhark. (laughs) (laughs) You filthy Futhark fun lover. (laughs) Now, because of the resemblance to Mediterranean scripts, it is very likely that the Futhark was adapted from either Greek or Etruscan alphabet though that's debated due to the appearance of certain vowels when they were, uh, and when they were used and blibbity blah, blah details and whatnot. So right. that's it's there, there is definitely, um, it would be a hell of a coincidence and it probably isn't a coincidence, but it's not as locked down as one might like mm-hmm. now functionally, uh, runes are very angular with no curves, which makes good sense because the curves are a pain in the ass when you're carving things. Mm-hmm. That's why all the old, the old Roman alphabet, every, everything was a V instead of a U. Yep. Um, and so, you know, they're, man, they got like things to do. They ain't got all day to buff an O into a thing. It's straight line, some bitch. <laughs> that is how we're doing it. <laughs> swing, swing. That's right. Some scholars have made a connection to the Celtic Oum, a similarly carved alphabet for uh, early Irish language, or also thought to have some mystical power. But no solid links have yet been found. In the first century CE, this is when you get the Roman author Tacitus, who writes, uh, Germania 10, Germania rises, Germania's homecoming, Germania again. (laughs) Germ- back <laughs> the to Germaning. Yeah, the, the Germania, the, the German identity. Germania 7, origins. <laughs> In which he gives uh, an account of the divinatory methods of the ancient Germanic people. Also, in this work, it is presented that although men carried out the rituals that Tacitus may have witnessed, women were held in high regard for their holiness and gifts of prophecy. Ooh. In the 5th century CE, the Kilverstone, a Gothic grave slab in Gotland, shows us the first Futhark order. And in 800 CE, you get the earliest date of a purely Norse rune stave inscription. Uh, one more here for you. 6th century CE, Saxons bring to England the 28 rune staves of the Futhark that was developed in Friesland. Is it cold up there in Friesland? <laughs> <laughs> Giggles. The Christianization of Scandinavia took place between the 8th and 12th centuries, and during this time, all semblances of pagan culture were outlawed and destroyed. Mm-hmm. Use of runes, while greatly diminished, wasn't completely stopped, however. Uh, there are even stories of people building houses in the shape of runes to imbue them with power. Though, it's kind of uh, an anecdote, uh, I haven't seen any solid solid examples of that uh if we have any scandinavian listeners who live in a house in a rune house let, let us know yeah uh, all you rune housers hit us up 
Rune use into the 17th century and in the 18th century came back with a vengeance with a Viking revival of sorts. Apparently there was a, a big uh, um, pro-Viking, like, yay, yay, we're Vikings, <laughs> kind of um, mania that swept the land. And I'm probably talking out my ass. But anyway, um, <laughs> couple, couple that with the 18th century thirst for spiritualism and occultism. And you got yourself a real stew of mystic bullshit. Oh, delicious, sweet mystic bullshit. The only bullshit that we want. And wherever you find mystic bullshit, you know what you're going to find? What? Nazis! Fucking <laughs> Nazis! Dirty crowds. <laughs> Fritz. <laughs> Turns out our homeboy, Herr Heinrich Himmler was one of the main players in the uh, the big runic craze of, of German times, stemming from an Austrian occultist Guido von Liszt's work, Das Geheimnis der Runen, The Secret of the Runes. Um, of course, the SS had runes in their symbolism, uh, and by symbolism we mean all of their uniforms. Yeah. Um, it yeah. was believed that the runic knowledge could help achieve secret powers within oneself. Uh, today, runes are used by New Agers for, divino- for divinatory purposes, just like tarot or tea leaf readings. And we, we haven't even touched a tea leaf. we got to do that someday. I can't wait for that episode. Yeah, that, uh, right? that'll be a delicious episode to, to do. Yeah, I like tea. I, I imagine the whole episode will be like one big NPR show. Like, <laughs> it will. And now We're going to get so cozy. A very nice wear- oolong. Wearing thick wool sweaters. <laughs> Although, for the record, we should do that during the winter because that yeah. would be a hell march to do in the summer. July is special. Oh, because don't you have to drink the tea? Otherwise, it doesn't get infused with your Jim Joe. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a technical term. <laughs> Hi, can I have a packet of that Jim Joe tea? <laughs> it's infused <laughs> with real Jim Joe. <laughs> oh my god. There's our Jim next t shirt. It's Jim Joe brand tea. <laughs> you can taste the Jim Joe. <laughs> the only tea with your own Jim Joe in it. <laughs> How many mustaches can we put on it? <laughs> All right. Uh, where were we? Oh, here we go. Here we go. So, Flora, I know oh. what you're wondering. Where does Jim Joe come from? <laughs> That's right. The same place the, sympo- the symbolic power came from. Oh. Much of our current knowledge of the meanings of ancient Germanic peoples attributed to the runes comes from the three rune poems, uh, which are documents from Iceland, Norway, and England that provide a short stanza about each rune in their respective futharks. Uh, we'll read a couple of those a little bit later because we're not doing it now. Uh, the, mytholo- uh, the mythological origin of runes plays into the belief of the innate power and comes from the Elder Edda, from a story called Havamal, uh, which is Sayings of the High One. Odin said, I know that I hung on a high windy tree for nine long nights. Pierced by a spear, Odin's pledge. Given myself to myself, (laughs) no one can tell about that tree from what deep roots it rises. 
They brought me no bread, no horn to drink from. I gazed toward the ground. Crying aloud, I caught up the runes. And finally, I fell. Sounds like a crybaby. Sounds Aww. like it's just going to whine until somebody gave him some runes, like a big Aww. baby. So Odin fasts as he hangs upside down from a tree, which is usually attributed as Yggdrasil, the world Well, tree. how many trees did they got? They just got the one, so. Uh, for nine nights, and uh, he hung there and finally saw the shapes of the runes. And then the poem goes on to how he knows to carve them for magical uses and yada, yada, yada. Uh, directly below this world tree is the Well of Erd, which contains the entirety of the past within its depths and therefore is a source of incredible wisdom. Incredible. I don't believe it. C'est incroyable. C'est incroyable. Hook. La wisdom. <laughs> Sorry. The rooms themselves seem to have their native dwelling place in its waters. And, you know, the spoken word and writing held very strong creative powers in the pre-Christian Germanic worldview. In a way, words created reality, and that's something you see in the Eddas and sagas. Yeah, well, I mean, we've 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 talked about that historically too. You know that it's it's the literates who get to determine what we know about. You know, like that's that's always been the case for historical things. Things mm-hmm. historical. And you know, Ken Height could talk some Nazi runes. He doesn't know. No- oh, he knows everything. I couldn't even finish the sentence. <laughs> I, I forget how much we talked about runes in the Nazi occult episode, which was the first time he was on. Well, there's no remember? way to know. There's no way to know. I'm I'm not I'm not even going to try. But I don't. I think that he talked a lot about the fascination with uh, Scandinavian um, gods and, and and mythology. But I don't. I mean, and I'm sure he mentioned the runes, but I don't think he went off on the runes in particular. Yeah. To my knowledge, I don't know. Who the hell even listens to that podcast? It's just got a couple of chuckleheads like making jokes. Just got a couple of Jim Joes on it. These <laughs> fucking Jim Joes think they can tell me something? No, fuck you. Couple of Jim Joes. <laughs> I like it because it's a very utilitarian uh, <laughs> term. I wanna, it can, it can I wanna, go wanna, a lot of places. I want to open a bar. And then Jim Joe Joes. gets in a lot of places. What? You want to open a bar? Open a- Called Jim Joe's Place, <laughs> or just Jim Joe's. It, it's a it's a bar slash a workout uh, center. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Get trashed and then then deadlift. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just a or it's a coffee. Bar. Okay. Enough of enough yeah. of Jim Joe's. Uh, yeah. Let's talk hey, about huh? how the f- does this work? <laughs> you poor pathetic fool. So true. So, so true. like all uh, other occult practices the runes are supposed to show what is possible not what is destined um they also like to throw around the axiom as above so below how many times have we heard that everybody should just pull off on the side of the road take a (laughs) shot every time they hear that (laughs) perfect idea great idea that will never bite us in the ass (laughs) (laughs) and like all others uh meditation clear intent and true belief are required for it to work correctly. There are also numerous ways to go about casting the stones and ways to interpret them. I thought it was just throwing them in a bowl and seeing what they say. But 
many books show it to be uh, a lot more like tarot reading. Mm -hmm. And there's even a uh, Celtic cross layout that you can do. You just put the stones in the in the pattern, just like you do with the the tarot cards and stuff. That was that was one of the biggest uh, what that I that I came across in this. Now, according to Tacitus in Germania Ten, Germania is whole again. Isn't that where all the Germans fight? Ger- Germanian Ten <laughs> Civil Germ- War. <laughs> Germania Ten Cage Match. <laughs> what did Tacitus say? For divination and the casting of lots, they have the highest regard. Their procedure in casting lots is always the same. They cut off a branch of a nut-bearing tree, (laughs) giggity, and slice it into strips. These they mark with different signs and throw them completely at random into a white cloth. Then the priest of the state, if the consultation is a public one, or the father of the family, if it is private, offers a prayer to the gods, and looking up at the sky, picks up three strips, one at a time, and reads their meaning from the signs previously scored upon them. If the lots forbid an enterprise, there is no deliberation that day on the matter in question. If they allow it, confirmation by the taking of auspices is required. By the way, uh, auspices are um, small furry creatures that are now extinct because they they were just took so so many of the poor little bastards. They're skeletons. The Smithsonian has like a really bad taxidermy of an auspice, but they're gone. I hope everybody's writing all of this down. <laughs> It'll be on the test at the end. Right. Some of the runes themselves uh, and some of the rune poems with them are lagoos. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even French try. French again. Sorry, it's French sorry, everybody. For the I, goose. I, I didn't. I didn't look up pronunciations of any of these, so I'm just gonna go with um, terrible. Lagos could be lagas. Lagos. 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 Um, which means formlessness, chaos, potentiality, and the unknown. The poem is water to land persons seems tedious if they venture forth in an unsteady boat. The sea waves will foam, and the sea horse heeds not the bridle. Whoa, dude. Now his, which is need. Nouds. <laughs> Nouds. It means need or unfulfilled desire. Need is narrow in the breast, but can often be a help if attended to early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One Joe, or Wunho. Wunho. <laughs> This is joy, ecstasy. Joy is needed not by those that hath little want and sorrow and hath increase and bliss. That's very obvious. Right? <laughs> Another one is weird with a Y. This is uh, if you get a blank rune. There's one rune in, in, some, ver- in some versions anyway. Uh, one rune that doesn't have anything on it. It's blank. And this is weird. Uh, and it means fate or personal destiny. Couldn't find a poem to go with this one, but I thought it was an interesting one. I, I dig it. The problem with this is that there are, you know, a few alphabets to choose from. Right. And a few different poems to choose from and a few different translations. And it just bagoo, 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 bagoo. Just Jim Joe's all over the place. So <laughs> that, that's just a few of the uh, of the runes and their meanings. And it's hard to go over this audibly, audi- audioli. Well, audi- aud- audi- audibly, it's hard because the thing is, if we f*** this up, 
We're going to get Vikings coming to get us. <laughs> well, runes are symbols. You would need to sit down and, and look at them, you know, see, yeah, see what they true. look like. And, and so that's why I'm not going to go into like the individuals. Ev- every single yeah rune and its meaning and that who cares. Now, of course, they can carry a warning for those who dabble and do not respect the power which they wield. Odin apparently had this to say. It is better not to pray at all than to sacrifice too much. A gift always looks for something in return. It is better not to send than to offer too much. Which means the karmic aspect will take something in return for your use of the cosmic power. (laughs) Cosmic power. Sort of as with tarot, runes that come up inverted are considered the reverse of what they stand for. There are many methods for this, Dave. You want to go over a few of them? Of course I do. For, for the curious? For, for the curioso? Method one. <laughs> With your runes in their pouch, close your eyes. Concentrate on what you want an answer for. Could be a past situation, present situation, or future situation. <laughs> and choose a rune from the bag as your answer. So it's like Magic 8-Ball style. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, um, well, I mean, every divination, every mancy, uh, you need to concentrate. Every mancy, and, every mancy Nancy. Yeah, you, and, you have and to concentrate. Rune buffoon. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> um, too. Gently toss the rooms from the bag onto a soft surface. They are really worried about these runes. Did you notice how often it's like a soft surface? You can't. The runes. Yeah, up. I don't know what are, what are they making runes out of that that to toss them or put them on a surface really fucks them up. Is it is it that they don't want them to bounce around? Like they just want them to yeah, hit I guess and stick, so. Maybe I don't. I don't yeah, know. Me neither. I would think you'd want to bounce a, right? a little a little bounce in there. I'd want some pin action in there. All right. Gently toss the runes from bag on soft surface. Uh, while thinking of what you want an answer for, again, past, present, future, and the runes that stand out most to you will be your answer. I don't like that method. I feel like you got your finger on the scales on that one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What else we got? A method three. Lay the runes out in a grid and let your hand pass over the runes slowly while concentrating on what you want an answer for, past, present, future. Use your left hand if you are right-handed and your right hand if you are left-handed and if you have no hands, use your mouth. You will sense the rune that holds the answer to your question with your mouth. (laughs) And finally, the fourth accepted manner of room divination. Close your eyes and while in a neutral state of mind, thinking only of white flags in Switzerland and your middle aunt who won't say who was right or wrong last Thanksgiving, Draw three runes from the bag and line them up. The first rune is an answer to a past situation. The second one is an answer to a present situation. And the last is an answer for the future. I hope that the answer for past situations is always um, posthumous lotto numbers that would have won. Yeah. There's one rune with like six little numbers carved in it. Yeah, I was trying to think of like what what do you mean past situation? But I guess it'd be like I don't know did did Ronnie did did Ronnie s- steal that or was it a Wood County Boone County Wood Snoot? I guess that would be the answer to an old situation, right? Past situation would be like 
you were, let's say, in in wealth or you had success at something or whatever, you know, as it pertains to the question, uh, there was tumultuousness or blah, blah, blah. Like it just kind of is think of it as like <laughs> adjectives <laughs> for what was going on. Yeah. That's what I get from it. It's the same way in tarot. Right. So there you go. You got four ways of doing it. Flora preferred method. I'm with you. I don't like that one where it's like, pick the ones that stand out most to you. Cause, cause then you're going to pick the ones that you want to hear. Right. I like one and four. Yeah. I, I kind of do too. And and that's, it's, that is a classic uh, way of doing it. You just lay out three past, present, future. Um, yeah. I've got that's a book. Kinda, that's got a little tarot sniff to it. Yeah, I've got a book that takes it just a, a, a step further where you lay it out in a cross and you've got past, present, future, and then like uh, obstacles and possible outcomes too. So I think that's what I'm going to go with when we try this. Although I, I'm half a mind to just be like, let's make our own method where we just grab like a small pinch full of stones and toss them. Yeah. You know, and then like, oh, this one's this and this one's this and this or or I don't know, like how how many how many runes are there in the bag? Let let me see. I haven't actually really gotten into these. These are brand new. They are amethyst runes. Ooh. Let's let's get them right up here so you can hear. Oh sh Oh, there they go. All right. <laughs> My hand is not big enough for <laughs> some <laughs> Oh, I don't even know if there's a weird one. Uh, all right. 25. Jesus. So it must be the Elder Futhark, uh, the Teutonic. And maybe maybe it does have a weird in there thrown in. Yeah. Because that one's supposed to have about, uh, around 24. So, yeah. So that's that's what we got. We got the Elder Futhark. So let's let's do this. Let's get into this. Yeah. All right. Let's run it up. <laughs> yeah. Runes. All right. So, so who's going first? You've you've got you've got a, a stand in runes. I've got amethyst runes, and we we both got questions. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait. Hold on. I gotta think of my question. I also read something that was like, get yourself a special pouch. Get make it organic, made of you know something from the earth. Get yourself cloth. Like, or if you're just trying this out, don't worry about all that and try it till you love it. <laughs> you love it. Must love a lava. Okay. I've got my question. Great. I think this is one of those, like, self things, right? Like, you, you think oh, of the yeah. question yourself and you do it, or, or or is it a way for it's like, I'm going to go to a rune caster and she's going to lay out the, the stones for me? Like, I don't know. I don't know. For now, what do you prefer? Uh, you, you ask and I, I pull or for you, or you do yourself? Yeah, no, I think... Uh, well, for me, the only way for me to determine it is if you to line them all up in a straight line and for me to roll my dice and then you pick the numbered rune that I pick. That's the only way for me to determine it because you can't pick a rune for me, bro. It just won't work. That's got 0% of my Jim Joe involved. You're right. It's got your audio, Jim Joe. Yeah, it's not good enough. So you are asking a question and you are rolling for yourself? Yeah. But who, who's interpreting? Are you interpreting yourself? Or am I interpreting you? You are interpreting me. Okay. Because I'm picking the rune. You're just going to tell me what it means. Gotcha. Do you want to do the cross or do you want to do just past, present, future? Past, present, future. Well, no, I've only got one question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My one question works for past, present, future. So. 
Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Am I going to get badass Christmas presents this year? Oh, okay. The runes will tell me everything I need. Rune 19. This is the past. Uh, this is EO, or horse. It is not in the Elder Furthark, that's for sure. It looks like an M. Yeah, it's not in the Elder Furthark. Awaz? E-E-O? E-O-H is what I got. Well, maybe it's the same one. It's the M, but it's in this, the Elder Furthark, it's Awaz. Mm. Languages. Yeah, it's the horse one. So. Eh, whatever. Uh, this is, it says it's another change rune. It is excellent whenever there's a need to alter one's circumstances. You didn't have presents. Now you will. Yeah. The change it signifies is not abrupt or unexpected and must be made carefully and within clear and prescribed limits. It defines the surrounding runes and makes the inherent flaws in the current position obvious. Nice. Signifies a need to establish strong connections between oneself and one's emotions. Horses are temperamental animals and need the right mix of encouragement and control if they are to be of value on a journey. <laughs> I want a pony. Alrighty, so that's your past. Alright, it's time for the present. 16. This is Sigil. Sigil? Sigil, or the sun. This is... um. What you find on the uh, the Nazi uniforms? Gross. Or so we so we low, according to me. Yeah, Dave's got a site. I've got a book. We've got like three alphabets and fifty translations to go from. And half a chance. <laughs> a sigil is a rune that symbolizes the life force itself. It is the sun at the center of the solar system around which everything revolves and which brings life and warmth to the planet. Sigil is a very positive rune and bodes well for health in particular. Hmm. Let's see. Now it's sounding like your gifts are going to be good uh, good food uh, certificates and uh, working out uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. G- gym memberships. According to this site, uh, it says success, goals achieved, honor. So my goal is good presence. Cha-ching. <laughs> also, wrath of, wrath of God. I've got that one here. It may also signify that uh, perhaps you're in a situation that you need to take control of. Christmas presents. Maybe I need to buy myself some presents. Well, you will if you get a, 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 a gift certificate to a gym or an Applebee's. Then. <laughs> <laughs> The two sides of the same coin. <laughs> uh, here's a game. I, I just want to throw this out to the listeners. Uh, you, don't, you could, I guess, tell us how it is. But just a, it's a fun holiday game to play. Um, worst gift cards. Uh, my lady and I, as we go out and do our shopping, the, the rule is $250 gift card. What is the worst one you could receive? So far, of like of gift cards that I've seen at like the grocery store or anything, I think the worst thing, like, the thing I would want least is, like, a $250 gift card to, like, Dairy Queen. Who the f*** wants $250 worth of Dairy Queen? And before anyone says, well, you know, you can sell those to sites. That's not a part of this game. You are you are lashed to this card <laughs> for the rest of your life. You have to use it. So, worst gift cards. Fun holiday game. Moving on. I said the land of Nod. <laughs> no one knows what goes on there. With- with a backup of uh, Baby Gap. <laughs> anyway, um, 
All right, so your future. Right. Let's see how they tie together. Future 12. The 12th rune. Okay. Yara. Yara? That's the sexy rune. Yara is the rune of cyclical return. When you can harvest... Wait, wait, wait. What does it look like? Because we have different oh. spells. Uh, it, it, it looks like uh, a, a fat Z. Like a, a, a Z with, with two lines in the middle. Or or maybe like two L's that are like doing it. Yeah, it <laughs> they're doing it like a greater than and less than sign in yeah. close proximity. Sure. Yeah, um, mine's okay. Yeah, Yara with a J. Yeah. Got it. Yep. This is the rune of cyclical return when you can harvest the rewards of your gift cards. I mean actions. The word uh-huh. also implies legalities, and Yara is auspicious for all litigation. Sweet. So if you choke at Applebee's, you can sue them. Nice. It can also symbolize birth, be it of a child, a relationship, or what you have left over after you're done at Applebee's. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. Uh, Yeah. uh, It's a neutral rune in many ways. For mine, mine, it says a good harvest. Results of earlier efforts are realized. So that's a year of clean living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn it I think presents. so. I think I think it's a I think it's a health thing. I think it's for you. I think your your gift this holiday season is going to be treating yourself and your body well and reaping the benefits in the in the coming year. Oh, uh, yeah, I deserve all that. Um, all right, Flora. Now oh, it's time uh-oh, for uh-oh. your life. Whoa, 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 there's an uh-oh everybody. Also, Yara also governs every kind of contract there could be a chance of some form of business deal or even a marriage. Oh, I am getting married in the coming year. What well, also, 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 uh, blur, blurry, blurry photos TV deal. Who's to say? <laughs> 2016 has been such a year that every human being should win the lottery in 2017. It is the yeah. only way to balance the scales. If everyone did that, everyone would get like 50 cents. It would be it would be oh, like oh. such a okay all right okay <laughs> thanks asshole all right yeah. uh, blurry photos nothing good can ever happen again I can't wait to see what your fucking runes have why you just stole the hope of a nation <laughs> uh, all right I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the the cross pattern but you're gonna interpret right you're gonna do the full cross pattern. We have that much time. That's a lot of runes. It's two more, two more runes than the other pattern. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, go. All right. the The first one I'm gonna draw is the past. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Hit I'm it. just gonna reach in the bag blind, pull one out, and put he's, it down. He's, he's truly blind. I I'm also gonna do if it's topside or reversed. Okay. All right. You ready? Sure. I don't know if I can do topside or reverse because this is a uh, a triangular stone. So <sighs> some of them can't be reversed. What what does the career have in store for me in 2017? Oh, good idea. All right, Ansu's the as the ancestral god, i.e. Odin. A revealing message. No, wait. How does the past affect your? Oh, we'll find out. A revealing message or insight in communication. Signals, inspiration, enthusiasm, speech, true vision, power of words and naming. 
blessing the taking of advice. Okay, so maybe you've taken good advice in the past. Uh, probably from Greg Bach. Yeah. .com. Uh, good health, harmony. I got woke. You got woke. You did get woke by a gentle rebel. Happy birthday, Greg. Happy birthday. Uh, or this week. Yesterday, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good health, harmony, truth, and wisdom. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'd say that, like, I th- I'd say that's your foundation. You had good health and harmony in 2016, and now you're ready to launch into 2017. Sound Jeez. right? Sound good? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's have present. What's next? Present. Oh, okay. The DNA helix. That's right. Ing, I-N-G, or just N-G. Okay. All right. Yeah. So this one's a little uh, shorter because I'm getting this from a different site. This is the this is the hero rune, dude. Mm. Potential, freedom, conclusion, and consequence. It marks uh, beginnings and milestones. So that's pretty fucking great. All right. Present. You're about to launch like a rocket, son. All right, what's next? All right, future then. Well, what about the, what does the top and bottom in the cross do? Well, is the, it is it past, the, present, future, and then the top and bottom? Yeah, oh. if you want to do that, we can. Just I do. Stick to, we can just stick to the three. No, no, no. Now, now I'm kind of getting into it. Uh, I don't know which way this is supposed to go, but oh. Okay, I saw it, it was like a. It's a V. It's sideways. It's Kanaz, which is the beacon or torch for your future. Vision, revelation, knowledge, creativity, inspiration, and technical ability. <laughs> Didn't expect that to show up. <laughs> it just it was just kind of thrown in there too. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. Power to create your own reality. Open to new strength, energy, and power. Mm. Ooh, shit. Passion, sexual love. Mm, oh no! Mm, mm, Gonna have a mm, baby, I bet. No. Probably. No. All of a sudden, baby gap, best gift card <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, land of not, please. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think I think you're on a gravy train with biscuit wheels. Well, jeez. All right, now let's let, uh, cross top top cross cross All right. top. All right, the top, the top. This is stuff that can help on the journey. Oh, okay, okay. Doink. Oh, an arrow is always helpful on a journey, unless it's I, going. That's right. Let's see. I think that's Tiwaz. I just want to make sure because there's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that is the arrow. 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 Uh, oh my skin! I'm sad that I'm flying. All right, let's see here. The ugly one. Here we, here we go. Tiwaz. Oh, I got this one. I think. No, I didn't. No, I don't think. Honor, justice, leadership, and authority. Uh, you get analysis and rationality, knowing one's true where where one's true strengths lie. Willingness to self-sacrifice, victory and success in any competition or in legal matters. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a good, helpful thing for a future. Yeah. 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 No rationality and knowing my strengths that that I think would help anybody in, in the future. Really? All right. Here we go. Obstacles. Oh, sweet. Uh oh. It's like a little raccoon math. 
It is. Oh my gosh, that's like Wolverine. Yeah. Manaz. Man. Manaz. Manaz. All right. Man. The self. The individual. Oh, <laughs> your attitude towards others and their attitudes towards you. Pulling you down. <laughs> Story of Fri- my life. <laughs> Friends and enemies. Social order. Intelligence, forethought, create skill, ability, divine structure, intelligence, awareness. Expect to uh, receive. Oh, I guess if it's the reversed one, right? Yeah, let's let's go oh. with that and and see oh. what it has because it's it's in the obstacles. Okay, because so. this one's really going for the kneecaps. <laughs> Depression, mortality, blindness, and self delusion. Uh, manipulation, craftiness, calculation. Expect no help now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing really is not f***ing around. So my things to help me on the journey, rationality and authority. Things and that knowing, don't... Knowing where your strengths lie. And no, yeah, knowing where my strengths lie and things that will get in my way. Depression, mortality, no, blindness, no and self-delusion. Yeah, no. expect no help now. <laughs> So it's a wash. Well, it's a wash, yeah. <laughs> I'd say you're still I still I think you're still coming out ahead. Do you have a do you have a on the whole summarization how how yeah, the past I, affects I, present, the future and and all the obstacles and everything yeah. altogether? I think that you have built a track record for success in the past. I think that you know what you want to do in the future and how to do that. And uh let's be honest. I feel like uh you're a one-man wrecking crew. I don't think you expect help, nor do you need it. <laughs> so, f*** you, man-ass rune. Man-ass. Man-ass. Take your Jim Joe elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Get the f*** out of here with that filthy Jim Joe. So there you go, man. Them's, well, them's is our futures. That's that's our future. That's that's how it will be told. Mm-hmm. We we keep saying the, the future is in. The, the, all, all these things, like we say before, this isn't written in stone it's everything's changeable and well just showing how it could be flora technically your runes are written in stone <laughs> they are yeah. it is literally written yeah. in, in a birthstone even Ooh, extra funky okay well let's uh le- let's play to some strengths here and get rational about it there isn't a lot of direct evidence to say the runes were ever used in divination or mysticism. No. They just as easily could have been used as talismans or symbols created with meaning and used as charms. The meaning of secret or something hidden gave rise to the thought that there was something otherworldly to the runes, or at least only kept by those in power or with knowledge, which we mentioned. Mm-hmm. They were mostly used practically from what people can tell. They marked ownership or they marked graves or things like that. There's also the idea that they were carved into sto- into swords and talismans to imbue power, but uh, there's not a lot of direct evidence in, in their mysticism this way. That's kind of like more superstition than anything, and it also could just be completely made up. They were carved in stuff, but the reason for it, we're just inferring, well, maybe... Maybe they were hoping this gave some uh, mystical power bestowed from Odin if they called to, you know, for his help or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, because I I feel like something like a set of runes could be 
just not even misappropriated, just reappropriated yeah. to a divinatory thing where, you know, or just, just as a, a general box of Legos, build whatever you want out of them, you know? Yeah. Because even, even looking through these websites, there was uh, warnings on a couple of websites that were talking about the blank rune. And how weird, yeah, yeah. There's no historical basis for a blank rune. It was invented in the 1800s when people (laughs) were doing divinations like crazy, you know. So people were continuously trying, you know, trying to to add new flair, bring things into the game, you know. Ah, yeah. And so, and and again, any written alphabet that everyone understands is useful and helpful and powerful. Even you know, and I'm sure that you could say yes. Uh, Awaz has these, these abilities to it, but also it's how I mark my cattle. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't, I don't care what this is mine, says, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's the thing that I, I mark on my tools or it's, it's, you know, the, my part of my mark, you know, like that has extraordinary social value, regardless of whether or not anyone thinks it's telling the future. It's, it's a, an agreed upon alphabet. Yeah. And well. that, that's all it needs to be really. Puts me in the mind of the Ufbert sword too, you know. People thought, well, who who was Ufbert? What what was? Oh, the sword. Or or yeah, or what? Like what was this a power word or blah blah blah? But it's like, well, may that that maybe just like Nike put you know just written on somebody's equipment or something. It it could have just been like a brand, right? Yeah, no, literally nobody knows. And it could just be that the first guy was named Old Ferret and made them. And then other yeah. people were like, well, people are selling his swords for a ton of money. So guess what my sword says now? Right. You know, if I'm making swords, because there's a lot of fake ones too. So yeah, there's so many ways to cast runes uh, that it. I think it takes away from the mysticism. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it makes it personal, which is to me a lot less mystical seeing as how a person could make it up as they go along. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And even the skeptic's dictionary says, when you are the oracle yourself, it is always a win-win situation. <laughs> yeah, I, you're exactly. Without a secondary person there to, to give you bad news or to have a, a level, one level of removal. Yeah, if you're doing it for yourself. Now, what we did, we had um, the other person interpret it, so at least there's that. But then, I mean, you you didn't have access to any Jim Joe here, so like, how much faith can I put in your interpretation? You know, and you and mine. Yeah, Jim Joe. <laughs> um, in the end, it's man-made marks leading to man-made interpretation of man-made situations. Yeah. Yep. Man-made Jim Joe. Listen, is the guy who said it. I'm telling you right now, you need to hit the brakes on Jim Joe. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know that I can. I'm kind of sliding on Jim Joe right now. <laughs> Jim Joe's the new little bitch. Kind of, kind of out of control. <laughs> That'll. That's gonna do it for runes in a bone carved bag sealed Jim Joe nutshell. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's your creations getting out of control. Yeah. Now it is the master. Now I'm going to take it out back and put a bullet in its head. <laughs> I loved it. And yeah. Now it has to die. <laughs> you know, Flora, top of my head, I can think of one other thing that has the ability to not only describe the past, present, and future, but to shape it. Oh. To let us peek beyond the veil. Oh, my. To see that which is forbidden and secret. Oh, no. To look upon. 
A Oh. Oh. Oh goodness. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> All right, who's going first? You are. I'll go first. You might like this um, set of stones. Each one of them actually is just big T's. Uh-huh. The letter T. Just big T's where you can divine how many suckers you're going to clobber. Oh, shit. Yep, one reading and you'll say, I pity the Futhark. <laughs> nice. Mr. T. Rune said. Do you know that uh, archaeologists recently discovered uh, in, in Scandinavia the, the remains of an ancient Viking brothel? Ooh. Where, um, but the thing was, the trick of it was, is that uh, any Vikings who came to visit, um, they didn't just get to like call the shots or pick what was going to happen. There was uh, a, an old soothsayer posted at the front of the business. Okay. And the, each Viking had to cast uh, the, the runes to determine which room they would go into. And over time, instead of rune stones, they were just known as the poon stones. Gross, right? Boy. Boy, right? I'm a bad person and I don't care anymore. Right? Set free. Set free of my own constraints. What do you got, Flora? All right. Do you ever wonder if there was someone that could tell you things that you need to know about life in 60 minutes? Maybe you should talk to Andy Rooney. Oh, God. Do you ever hate it when you when you get AWAS and you hoped for lagos? <laughs> you ever have that happen? <laughs> Do you know that the archaeologists have uh, recently discovered that there was uh, a concurrent set of runes being used in the Mediterranean at the same time that the Scandinavian rune sets were coming into uh, prominence? Uh, they were found mostly in Greece and were actually associated with a very famous uh, Greek biographer. They were um, then put together and are known collectively as Plutarch's Flutarchs. <laughs> yeah. Plutarch's bootstraps, bootstraps. <laughs> and Flora, oh. I, just, I just checked the runes, and it uh, turns out them's puns. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's, the, that's the future. Oh, man. No. The future, my friend is reserved for listener <laughs> Goes on forever. <laughs> uh, got an email from Bootykins. Hello, Bootykins. Ooh. A lot of vowels up front. Bootykins. Uh, hey, guys, just want to tell you my connection with Rendlesham Forest. Oh. She painted a Rendlesham Raven and has she? Suffocation. <laughs> it's bleeding mental. My father-in-law was actually stationed there for a few months after the incident happened. Uh, said he didn't know the guys, but they were transferred pretty soon after the whole thing happened. And it doesn't seem to think much happened, uh, but he does find it curious how hush-hush it was on base and how quickly all the, the people involved were removed. Hmm. I don't think he ever saw anything there, but he may have been distracted by his young clairvoyant wife, four babies in a super haunted house. Oh, do tell. Hmm. My husband and I actually were trying to get near the gate last summer. He wanted to see the place where he grew up near and we were doing well until we saw the signs that said, come no further without authorization. We'll shoot trespassers. It was, yeah. See, we got a lot of that where I grew up around NORAD. I know exactly the signs you're talking about. <laughs> 
You got a lot of that in Kentucky. Right? Just, yeah, just that's a, true. Just a field. Just, <laughs> just, just citizen patriot squash hunters. Yeah. Cow, cow pasture. Uh, I would like to say thank you for a few things. All summer, I saw signs for Dorset and Georgester and thought of us. <laughs> say hi to your mother. Say hi to your I also mother like home. to mention that your English woman accent is exactly how my SO and her brothers imitate their English mother. They all acknowledge it sounds nothing like her, but it's fucking hilarious. And finally, thank you for always making me laugh the hardest when I'm putting on eyeliner. <laughs> we carefully time that. It's yeah. not easy when we do it. Yeah. Uh, holding a flat iron close to my face or changing lanes at 80 miles an hour. When I die, I will be sure to haunt you. Thank God, because somebody you needs ain't to haunt. <laughs> I'm not doing it, so someone's got to haunt Flora. Somebody's got to haunt him. Keep up the good work. Now that I made it through your catalog, I have to make do with less entertaining podcasts. Womp womp. <laughs> oh, shit. P.S. It's pronounced Bodikins, like when you tie oh. a bow. Oh, Bodikins. Bodikins. Okay. Nice. Also enjoying uh, History Honeys. That's uh, Grant Ironicus's podcast and his mm-hmm. wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the radio plays, La Llorona and the Space, <laughs> space Cops. Space cops. Yeah. All right, space cops. Now you die. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bodikins. <laughs> space cops. <laughs> it's like an eighties show. Yeah, it's like it's like a chase scene with a theremin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave, we've heard from Cassandra. Hello, Cassandra. Been listening to the show since it started. Whoa. I think there were like 10 episodes when my friend told me about your podcast. I'm a housekeeper and usually customers aren't home, so I'm alone and I like listening to your friendly voices. Yay. That's that's one way to describe them. This story is about something kind of weird that happened when I was cleaning. I have a customer who is sometimes there, sometimes not, and I dread when she is home because she will talk and talk and delay me by really about 45 minutes. I just want to finish cleaning and go home. Right? This day, I had some sort of appointment right after Chatty Kathy. It was going to be tight, but as long as she didn't hold me up, I could make it. I'm cleaning her house and just making myself sick with anxiety about her coming home and hoping I get finished in time. I need to stress I was obsessing. Anyway, I hear the front door open and I'm like, crap, here she comes. My whole day is messed up. I hear footsteps into the hall bathroom and the sink turn on. I'm trying to concentrate on getting as much done as I can before she comes over to me. Several minutes pass. I hear nothing. I walk all around the house calling for her, and no one is there. Next time I see her, I ask about it. Uh, She says she didn't come in for a minute and leave again. Was it an anxiety-induced hallucination? A tulpa? Mysterious. Listen, if you were able to manifest a tulpa and that's what you got... I'd feel sh- I'd feel like you got shafted. I feel like you got robbed. Because <laughs> if I manifest a tulpa, I want it to be a twenty-seven foot tall, bright purple bull, just wrecking everything. Yeah. Not That's not what tulpa. I would have guessed for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, well. Um. Wow. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Maybe uh, uh, check the old news archive. See if there were any murders <laughs> around then. Somebody just stopping by to wash their hands in the sink and heading out. Har, har, har. Anyway, well, thanks for sharing, Cassandra, and thanks for sticking with us for so long. Oh, man. High fives for that. Got an email from the man with the golden eyeball. (laughs) Love is required whenever he's hired. He comes just before the kill. Then he kills somebody. 
I never liked that line of the song. It freaked me out. <laughs> First of all, thanks for one hell of a ride your show has been to me and my family. Oh. Uh, they have to passively listen to it while I work at home. You can be sure that you have at least three listeners here in Poland. Awesome. Oh. Y- uh, but what I wanted to talk to you about is this. <laughs> the difficulties of being raised in a haunted house. I'm not talking about being scared or, you know, hateful spirits not letting you sleep at night. No, that's not a problem. Our friend, Mr. Golden Eyebowman, is the skeptical sort, which we greatly respect. Uh, me and my brother got in a bit of a problem with stuff moving, lights flickering, water just turning on uh, on its own in the middle of the night. Figures in the windows? Oh. <laughs> I would let it pass if the ghost or whatever the thing was wouldn't scare every single girl we invited over to our place. Oh, shit. It's a cock blocker geist. Oh, that's what it is. It's being uh, told, time, total pishu. Yeah. He's total pishu. Uh, every time we had someone home, the house decided to become Amityville, and it wasn't even an old place to begin with. It's 40 <laughs> years old, no Indian cemeteries in this part of Poland, not even a satanic shrine. We buried a turtle in the garden, and that's it. Well, it's pissed off turtle, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it's, it's really hard to impress a girl saying my house is an evil and f***ed up place. Don't run away in the middle of the night because there are wild dogs and boars in these woods. <laughs> That's the most Polish thing I've ever heard. Uh, but if you uh, do, uh, lock the door behind you. <laughs> right. Yeah, please do. Um, uh, now he lives 100 kilometers away and feels better about it. But whenever his door is open because of a draft or anything, the first thought is, that ah, I brought it with me. Time to move. <laughs> Finishes up with ghosts are dicks, and <laughs> here it is, future show idea, spectral cock block. <laughs> it's cock blockergeist if you're a professional. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man with, with the golden, golden eyeball. What you got, Flora? Thanks for not being a dupa. <laughs> Heard from Janelle. Hello, Janelle. I've I've got uh, I've got regular lady names. You, yeah. Uh, this this go around. Uh, just trying to say that I'm nearly up to date. Started with Cahokia, and then after a few episodes, started from the beginning. That is a winning formula, because if yeah, you start like at the that. beginning... Mm. <laughs> yeah, get hooked, then go to the beginning. I I just, this week, tried to listen to our first episode. I got like three minutes in. was just like, nope. I'm going to try and Where's- remaster it, but it's not so much the sound quality as how we do stuff. Although we were yeah. funnier and looser than I, I remembered us. I didn't even get to that part. I couldn't get through. They were like, uh, we're going to be talking to you about uh, yeah. mysteries. Then, you know, just like the basic foundation stuff. I couldn't, couldn't take it. Couldn't take it. <laughs> it's, um, more, it's more about like me than, than the podcast. I was just like, eh. you of five years ago. Wait, right? what is today? You of four years ago. Uh, I'm on this spontaneous human combustion episode. I only wanted to say how thrilled I am to hear you mention Mary Roach, an informative and very funny author that Flora should definitely read if he hasn't already. And also, uh, when Flora, you hit, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt you, but um, but which you just episode? did, but you just epi- did, yeah, but you just, I, well, I didn't did. want to, but I had. She to. said she was on the Jim Joe episode, so shut. Up. No, I believe she's on the Spawnhucom episode. Sp- on who come ask for it by name <laughs> when you, right next to the Jim Joe on the ship <laughs> when you hit the Patreon goal to start traveling which is coming up oh yeah we're and I, we we will we will do that please keep the DC Baltimore area in mind so I can squee enjoy at your presence we shall do sweet. that yeah um, we love squeeze and I I uh, listened to an audiobook of spook 
by Mary Roach. Uh, I found it to be very interesting. I did not care for the reader, but um, oh, that's yeah, tough. It was it was pretty good, pretty good nonetheless. That's yeah, a, an audiobook with a reader you don't like is just rough. That's yeah. no fun. Bill Bryson reads a lot of his own books, and he's got a great voice for it. So, mm. thank you, Janelle. Thanks, Janelle. Got one from K Dub. K Dub writes, "What up, D and D? What up? That's us. Been a listener for a while now, and really enjoy the show. My absolute favorite episode is the Flat Earth episode. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> oh, I needn't wonder when David loses his sh. OMG, absolute gold. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Love it." I've been needling him ever since, but I have not managed to, to, to push him that far. I think it takes out external stimulus to get there. <laughs> um, I've probably listened to that one episode four to five times. I feel your pain. I actually had the pleasure of meeting one of these people. Oh, I needed an oil change and a few other things, so I just went to Walmart for pure convenience sake. I had all my shopping done and was waiting in the little room. And this lady, who was also waiting, noticed my NASA shirt. She proceeded to tell me how NASA faked all their photos. Earth is flat, firmament, blah, blah, blah. I tried to reason with her, you know, facts and what have you, but no success. No. Yeah, right. Not in this world. These people are taking over. Her faith was too strong. I guess you'd have to chalk it up to the fictional Storiolus effects. Eh? Eh? Anyway, keep up the good work and hope Dave can finally save the Titanic. Hashtag drunk Dave rules. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, K-Dub. Cheers, sir. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? Uh, tell you what, man. Uh, <laughs> you want to get the front row seat. Patreon, uh, we will be doing the live cast at the $20 level. Yes. Is that right, Flora? Correct. For the month of March. Uh, we'll be live casting two hours of Flora and I pounding liquor. Yeah. So that means Oof. sign up in February. Uh, the card that you sign up with will get charged at the first of March. That's why yep. what I keep spitting. Yeah. If you and listen, no, no skin off our lives if you cancel the month after. If you just right, want to get right. in on that party, I don't blame you. I'm into that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you so much, K Dub. Flora, take us home. Well, let's see. What do we what do we have here? Well, oh, Dave, oh, I've I've an olden letter here. Oh, written on finest hand scraped parchment. That's that's correct. Illuminated by monks. Let me break the seal and see. It's from Connor the Wordsmith. Oh, Connor, well met, the poet laureate of blurry photos. <laughs> Connor says it has been far too long. It sure has, Connor. It sure has. I agree. I agree. Uh, Life has been chaotic, to say the least, and I have much catching up to do. My offering this time around, useless superpower. Yes. The ability to talk to plants, but all plants ignore you. (laughs) I might have that ability already. (laughs) How would we know? Right. The smithy has been closed long enough. The word smith is back in business. Yeah, welcome back, Connor. Good to hear from you, Connor. Yeah, I hope all your hecticness, hecticness was for good reasons and to good ends. True. Uh, thanks, everybody, for writing in. Yes. You know, we, we're getting to stuff. I save up puns here and there for punny roads, and we might uh, m- maybe we'll get froggy one of these days and do, do a supplemental and just crash out a bunch yeah. of them because, you know, we, we like hearing from everybody. Um, and we do like to get froggy. <laughs> 
Go to Facebook, like our page, go to iTunes, rate us five stars, and give us a glowing review, if you please. Help keep us up there on those charts. Go to Twitter and follow us, blurry underscore photos. You can go to audibletrial.com slash blurry photos to get a free audiobook download, 30-day trial membership. If you don't like it, you don't have to keep it. But you do get to keep that book that you get, which is very cool. I recommend Bill Bryson. That's my recommendation. There you, you go, got, Flora. Oh, I'll, I'll, we'll stick with that because okay. I'm I'm on a long one, and I'll I'll, I'll recommend it next episode. <laughs> As always, you can support us on Patreon, which obviously is a great help and support to us. But you also get something back from that, be it an extra episode a month, musical yep. intros, best of intro sketches, sound effects. Or you could hang out uh, with us uh, for a live chat once a month. Right? We send you a link. You get to uh, to watch us and interact via a chat room of questions that, that we answer. And, and then we're, we're just big uh, uh, Jim Joes on, on the uh, live screen there. Thank you to the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. They keep us in business. And uh, yeah. if you'd like uh, uh, somebody to check out from there, check out the What Else Podcast. It's an interview show spanning various topics and fields of endeavor. It's like the Charlie Rose show, but with less Charlie. What else of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative? Uh, Nice. Thanks to our Dark Myths friends. Uh, We'll be having a pretty silly episode uh, of a few of us all gathered together and and BS and just for funsies coming out. I'll let you know when that happens. Happy birthday to the Gooch. Yeah. We have a store. Got uh, got oh, yeah. a couple couple shirt designs and mugs and koozies. I, I think you can still get shipping in time for Christmas. You might be able to. And if you uh, want more options in terms of of, of shirtwear and and other accessories, go to blurryphotos.threadless.com. All of these we have a link to on on the the website, but that will yeah. uh, give you international shipping if you are overseas and would like to represent your favorite podcast. Yeah, we've been getting some great pictures from people uh, yeah, who've, been, us- who've gotten their shirts. So po- post your pics on our uh, uh, Facebook page, or go go to the fan page and and join up there. And uh, everybody's great people on there. And Flora, are you gonna like that fan page? I d- how do you like it without like I being in it? Know. Nobody knows. I- <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes we, we you were right last episode making this a jingle like. <laughs> even though we do it every episode for some reason it's like damn we got a lot of stuff and i can't remember you know where to to direct everybody so well, we should we should come up with a formula it, i decided that was i decided that would be mean to just ask you to sing it maybe we should come up with a rap or and and then everyone will get it stuck in their heads there you go and then when they're like oh where can i get a cool shirt oh that's right the blurry photo store or threadless i like the uh I like the way Mark Soloff does it on Blastro Podcast. He's just got some little music, and he's like, "Hey, and it's done." Well, Mark Mark Soloff does many things better than us. So yeah, that is that stop is stop truth. comparing me to Mark Soloff. <laughs> stop it! I'm, I lose every time. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of yep. Blurry Photos. I've been David Jim Joe Flora. I've been Dave Futhark yourself Stecco. <laughs> Welcome back to Asgard. Ah, uh, well met, Heimdall. How art thou? Good. Good. Those those drinks smell good. You said you didn't want anything! No, it's okay. 
Bye.